You might be surprised to learn that the Coast Guard search and rescue mission employs only one oceanographer. But what a heck of an oceanographer he is. After years of detailed study of how vessels drift in coastal waters, he pioneered a computer modeling program. It enables the Coast Guard to rescue people more quickly and efficiently. Now our oceanographer is a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. Art Allen joins me now. Mr. Allen, good to have you on. Uh, Good to be here. Now, I guess we should establish you have recently retired, correct? That is correct. Yes, I'm now retired from the Coast Guard. All right. Well, while you were at the Coast Guard in the search and rescue mission as the oceanographer, you spent a lot of time learning about the movement of things that fall in the water. Tell us more about the work. Okay. So the Coast Guard is interested in locating survivors and survivor craft at sea, those that get lost at sea. And we need to predict their drift from the time they got in trouble to the time we have uh, Coast Guard assets on scene. So that's taking it from some time ago to several hours into the future when we're planning our search and trying to optimize our search to most effectively find the survivors alive. And how did you do this? You put things in the water and and kind of mapped how they moved? Uh, A little more than that. We put... Uh, I would take a representative uh, object, say a uh, more recently a stand-up paddleboard, and we would outfit it with a mannequin on board to simulate someone on board. And then we would attach directly to the paddleboard a current meter, and the current meter would see the motion of the search object through the water. So that's its relative motion to the water. That's its leeway. And then we'd also have to measure the winds locally, and that becomes what we're actually measuring, which is the the leeway drift or the drift of the object relative to the water. Now, that gets us halfway there, if you will, because then we also then need to add back to our search planning tool what the water was doing, because uh, the object is also moving with the water. So those two... Uh, forces, the motion of the water and the motion of the object due to the wind, is what we input into our search planning tool, SARops. So if the tide is going in or out, time of day, time of month, then could affect how something behaves at a given moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it varies greatly where you are in the ocean. Uh, uh, tides, say, in Long Island Sound or uh, the Gulf of Maine are very strong, and that will influence it. It's uh, the drift. Uh, Conversely, uh, we need to look for people in in the Great Lakes, so we need to know the currents in the Great Lakes. They're separate from those in the ocean. And then if we're looking for someone in the Pacific or in the Gulf Stream, we need to know about the major currents uh, in the open ocean. So we use uh, many, many uh, uh, oceanographic models from NOAA, Navy, and academics and sources of currents to get those, what the currents are doing. And we also get from NOAA and Navy uh, sources of winds. And we're gathering those and storing them and accessing them for each individual search and rescue case. So if you put that board in, I don't know, I'll just make up a spot between Los Angeles and Catalina, and it does certain things, and you know the characteristics of that board under those ocean conditions and under those wind conditions. Will the board do the same thing in Florida under the same ocean and wind conditions? Uh, 
essentially, yes, but we'll have different currents and different winds for Florida than we would for California. So it would, of course, drift. But the equations for the uh, paddleboard with a person on board would be the same. So it's the equations that we that I uh, did my work on and, and the coefficients that go into those equations. Right, what I'm getting so, at. Yeah, we use basically the same equations everywhere. It's just the inputs are specific to the case. Yes, what I'm getting at is that you didn't have to put the paddleboard in every possible spot that the Coast Guard could ever try to rescue someone in order to come up with this computer model. That is, that is. And did you also test, say, canoes and kayaks and, I don't know, rubber dinghies? Yes, yes, we have canoes and kayaks and small boats and lots of life rafts and persons in the water, though we use mannequins for those, of course, test objects. Uh, a, a number, a great number of life rafts, uh, maritime uh, aviation life rafts, uh, fishing boats, uh, a whole variety of of objects, and uh, and there has been a, quite a number of different studies. Uh, some of them predated me, and we're still using those data. We're speaking with Art Allen. He's an oceanographer with the U.S. Coast Guard, now retired, and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. And how did this idea of a computer program to predict where something would be found, how did that come about, and how did you develop that? Well, I should say that uh, the Coast Guard has always had uh, search planning tools to help them. I mean, originally it was uh, charts and doing manual vector addition sort of approach. And then we, when I did come into the Coast Guard, there was a, a, a large computer program that worked solely on uh, the Navy's winds and currents model, and that was called CAS. And so we've always had a program, um, and we've all, as, as we progressed throughout my career, there was a move to uh, upgrade and improve that or replace the, the, the previous programs with more modern ones. And, and to the Coast Guard's credit, we put together a very effective team of which I was one of the key members. So I want to make clear that it was a team effort uh, to develop the brand new t- tool that we have now, which is called Search and Rescue Optimal Planning System, SARops. Um, we have a, a good contracting team and government team, and, and the, the group of experts, including myself, we came together uh, very effectively and stayed together, and we've uh, continued to improve that, that search planning tool. So basically you gave your team, gave the Coast Guard a better way of, shall we say, skating to where the puck is going to be. Uh, that's a good analogy, except uh, what the, the, the next way to think of it is that we our puck is ten thousand pucks, so <laughs> we we make ten thousand guesses. It's called Monte Carlo approach, but it's using uh, which was pre predated. That was the older tool used that same approach. So it was fundamentally theoretically sound, but it needed uh, vast improvements due to the changes in IT and capabilities over the years. What I brought to it was a new way of thinking about drift and uh, new equations that, uh, and also new approaches to determining those equations at sea. And is there evidence that the whole process of search and rescue has improved since then? Oh, absolutely. The, the tool now is vastly superior to where we were in terms of accuracy and precision and allowing us to 
uh, find people that we probably would not have found before. Of course, we don't throw people back in the ocean to, to test that. <laughs> we, we make sure that uh, we do our very best and uh, and as and we've had pretty specific examples of where once we got the right equations, we were, then became um, far more effective in locating the, the survivors. And what are you doing in retirement? Oh, there's lots of bike riding and hiking and taking advantage of 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 lots of free time. So and canoeing. So as the as the seasons progress throughout the year, my activities change appropriately. So, but no stand-up paddleboarding. Uh, no, I'm not a stand-up paddleboard aficionado, nor am I a jet ski person. So. <laughs> Art Allen is an oceanographer with the U.S. Coast Guard, retired and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. Thanks so much for joining me. You've been very welcome. Find a link to more information and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Anyone else have trouble sleeping last night and the night before that? Same. And I've tried everything, but it either doesn't help me sleep so I'm cranky and tired the next day, or I sleep and then I'm drowsy the next day. Luckily, Seize the Night and Day is here. Go to SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more about insomnia and how you can seize the night. And Carpe the Diem. Make their mission your mission, because they will not rest until we all rest. Looking to expand or move your company? Look no further than Ohio. With a talented workforce for in-demand industries like tech, healthcare, engineering, manufacturing, and more, you can staff up and scale for growth. Ohio's central location and reliable infrastructure will help you impress your customers, while Ohio's affordable cost of living and quality of life will excite your employees. Why survive somewhere else when your business can thrive in Ohio? Visit successinohio.com today.